I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to It's Your Funeral, the podcast where we interview guests about the most important day of their afterlives as ever. I'm here with the man who put the AV into anti-vaxxer. It's Sam Hammond, aka at Vom Cruz. How are you, Sam? I'm not getting that vaccine, no matter how much you make me. I'm not doing it. it I do not want autism. <laughs> well, you're not already autistic. That's a that's news to our audience, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Bill Gates can fuck off. <laughs> this is our. I'm joking. This is our first episode we're doing remotely, uh, so you know if the sound quality is way better than it usually is when we're drunk in a room together. That's why. Um, we want to hear from you guys at home as ever about any weird, funny funeral or death stories. Please send them into at Pod It's Your Funeral on Instagram or Pod It's Your Funeral at gmail.com. That's pod, it's your funeral at gmail.com. But our guest today is songwriter, musician, and podcaster, Brian from BC Campolite. How are you, Brian? I would do a cannonball into a vat of vaccine. Mate, uh, <laughs> I'd, do, I'd love an eight ball of vaccine right now. <laughs> I've been having so many of these fucking... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, by the way. Thanks for having me. But so many of these fucking, uh, you know, look at the people in high school looking at their Facebook pages. And I, like, wrote to some girl I haven't spoken to in 20 years last night. Just, just writing on her page, like, you know nothing about vaccines. Fuck you. Just like, calm down, Brian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I started a war on my Instagram today it was by accident because I just posted a stupid meme about, um, you know, that old lady who got the vaccine first. And then, yeah, a lot of, a lot of anti-vax mom energy came into the into the feed. And, uh, yeah, I just let people beat it out. <laughs> just checked in on it now and then. I mean, to be honest, I don't want to show how naive I am, but I... I don't know what an eight ball is. <laughs> I don't either, mum. <laughs> um, so, Brian, uh, tell our audience who don't know anything about your your music and what you've been up to in 2020, the world's most disastrous year. Well, uh, I have probably one of the more odd and turbulent music careers. Um, I was I started off in like 2005 in Philadelphia. I'm from Philadelphia, New Jersey area. I um, very long story short, put out two records, turned into a, basically a lunatic, was in a mental hospital for about four years, uh, <laughs> stopped making right. music, and then um, moved to Manchester for some reason to resume yeah. my musical career. I got signed, put out an album, got deported and banned from the UK, uh, and was barred from ever coming back. I managed to... To somehow become an Italian citizen, and I, I don't even still don't know how I've done that. Came back on an Italian passport, did a record called Deportation Blues, which got me another record deal. 
which uh, <laughs> led me to this album, which was due to be the big one shortly after Takeoff, and it did really well, but uh, obviously I couldn't tour it. And uh, so I've, I've sort of been, like, I've gotten a, known as, like, the lockdown guy, which sucks, because then when everybody's free, I'm just going to look like yesterday's news but that's that's me in a very uncomplicated nutshell but it's a pretty pretty grim story if you ever want to get into it someday i mean it's a pretty cool story from here but um yeah your your latest album's got like amazing critical reviews isn't it so i guess when you when you can tour it you know people are going to be there and yeah that's like uh, some of the shows that i have booked i i didn't want to play them anyway because they're they're just way too too big Right. And just like, not, I'm not really nervous, but I have, I have this, like, I hate myself. So we booked the Shepherd's Bush. Yeah, yeah. So we have the show coming in at Shepherd's Bush Empire, which is like two or 3,000 people. And, yeah. and I, I could care less about nerves or anything. I, uh, but just the fact that, like, something nice is happening to me. I just want to, like, hit that, nip that in the bud. Well, hating yourself is perfect for a funeral-based podcast, so we appreciate that. Well, hey, man, I'm your, I'm your man. What's your vibe with funerals? Have you, uh, have you been to many? Um, just a couple, but I, I've been thinking about my death since I was like four. I used hell, to, man. yeah. Do you say you too? No, I just said fucking hell, man. What, oh right. What, what, what <laughs> I was like, oh my God, somebody relates <laughs> to me. Uh, <laughs> I used to walk around my parents' house and just <laughs> look at the portrait, like you know, the family portraits on the walls, and. It would be myself, my sister, my two brothers, and my mom and dad. And I'd be like five or six years old, and I'd look at him, and it was like Back to the Future. I can almost like see myself be fading out of the picture, you know, right. uh, of the photograph. And then I'd be like, oh, oh God, like get all depressed. I was like seriously depressed as a kid. Um, and I used to make my, my mom take me to the, to the doctors to, to get me a clean bill of health. I thought it was an actual like, piece of paper that they would hand me like here you go here's your bill of health um because i was i was always just assuming that i was gonna die like even to this day like i remember two christmases ago i got a blood test and i had low iron and then this was like two novembers ago so of course like i just knew that i was bleeding internally and was about to die and so i wouldn't make christmas plans for that year like (laughs) So, <laughs> you know. do you have um do you have any thoughts on where this kind of mega hypochondria stems from um i don't know see that that's the thing is like my fiance is like well instead of just like googling the symptoms of like encephalitis like can you just maybe talk to somebody about the fact that you're constantly uh you know trying to find out if you're dying so I I don't really know. Nobody else. My dad was a little weird with that ship, and but nothing like me. And this like being off of the road is just mm. it's just a nightmare. But it's got to a point now where it's like it's kind of funny to me because I have like random. I have like crazy OCD as well. I can like I have all these rituals and spinning around. I'm just an absolute fucking nightmare. So at, at this point, like my neuroses are just are so rampant that they're almost entertaining. Well, it makes for good music, so uh, you know, mm. stick at it, stay fucked up. Uh, you know, like so, your your music is um, critically acclaimed, and you've obviously made a great body of work. Now, would you be 
if you died tomorrow, would you be happy with your legacy or have you got some more work to do? Um, I wasted a lot of time not making music. Right. Um, I, I wasted a good, like, eight years after my first label dropped me, just being really, like, self... Uh, I, th- I thought that the world owed me everything, basically. And I'd be like, I'm a genius. How come nobody's giving me a record deal? <laughs> and that... Uh, and I was really like convincing myself that um, that I was relevant. I would be like playing the same show in Philadelphia once a month, playing the songs that were getting a month and a month and a month older and older and older every time. So that went on for like ten years. So I've I've had to make up for a lot of lost time since I moved to England. I put out three records in the past five years, um, but um, I still feel like um, like a couple short. Well, yeah, first okay. of all, I'm still broke somehow. Everybody's like, hey, it's the record of the year. And I'm like, had to borrow money to fix a light bulb the other day. Yeah, so it's like... That sucks, man. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Spotify. Yeah. Uh, Can you, I, I have to go back to what you said in uh, towards the beginning. You have to tell us why you got deported from this country. Oh, right. Okay. Did you kill somebody? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. I... So... <laughs> Basically, I um, I overstayed my visa, but it wasn't really my fault because I was injured. I had a pretty bad leg injury um, that I sustained at a bar in Manchester. And, Which bar? Uh, the Castle Hotel. Yeah, that's that's a that's a dangerous bar. That that's I've the one to definitely injure injure your foot in. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I went to the hospital and I had a bad infection and. They said, um, oh, man, you, you really shouldn't fly. And I was like, well, I have to go out of the country to renew my work visa. And they, they were like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's, um, I'll write you some uh, a letter here, and the doctors will sign it. And it says, like, Brian Crescencio should not fly. Please allow him to apply for his visa within the country. Um, so I thought that was the end of it. I went, came out of the hospital. I was getting ready to tour uh, the record How to Die in the North. And a letter came in the mail um, from Theresa May, actually signed by T-Money. Really? And it said, uh, <laughs> and it said uh, so while your doctor... hates you. Yeah. It says, while your doctors say you shouldn't fly, they did not say that you couldn't fly. So um, please call this number on the back. And I, t- it, like, I flipped it over and it was just like a phone number on the back of this piece of paper. And... Uh, it was like I called it, and it was just like the friendliest um, guy. He's like, "Hi, how are you?" Uh, but not in like an awful American accent. And I was just like, uh, "Yeah, so what's going on?" He's like, "I'll tell you what. I what do you say if we help you out with that plane ticket to get out of here to go back home to sort things out?" And I was like, "That doesn't sound right." Uh, so I hung up the phone. I later found out that if I would have accepted that guy's deal. I would have have never been allowed back in the country because that's called leaving at the expense of the home office. So, Fuck long me. story short, I was... They, they were offering to pay it. Yeah, and in and, and very um, conniving way as well. They were, they were kind of doing that like, hey, listen, man, we're not supposed to do this, but mm. we'll, pay, we'll pay for the plane ticket and then... Dirty bastards. Yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah, so uh, they kicked me out and like... Next thing I know, I was like back in my parents' basement, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, I just knew then I was like my my career is over. I just like 
pawned all of my shit to like get this far and make a record and finally got signed there's no way any but they 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 stuck with me so and worse still i assume you thought you had deep vein thrombosis from the flight and we're gonna die of that blood clots etc yeah and then the whole way back i was like i hope i fucking die of deep vein thrombosis (laughs) (laughs) my great uncle uh my granddad's brother he died on a plane um Yeah, and he—I never met him because he was—he died before I was born. But he was a bad guy, uh, in a kind of cool way. He moved to Bermuda when he was young, and he became the police chief of Bermuda. But then he was corrupt, and he was involved in lots of like the drug trade and stuff. So they busted him and deported him uh, back to the UK. And on the plane, he had a heart attack and died. On the actual deportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least that didn't happen to you. But yeah, my great. Great Uncle Frank, he was a naughty, naughty man. Oh, wow. Like, like Carrie Fisher, she died on the plane, pretty much. Did she? Yeah, Imagine. Went back, back oh. to LA. Oh, no. Princess Leia, off you go. Rest um, in peace. Brian, we've, we've talked a lot about your uh, hypochondria and your, you know, knowing that you're going to die soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you given much thought specifically to your own funeral, though, and what that will look like? Well, I used to think it was like... I used to think I wanted to have an open casket... Well, first of all, like nobody ever really pictures their funeral um, when they're probably going to die. Like I picture my funeral now, so like my grandpa is there and shit. Mm. And like, yeah. if my grandfather's at my funeral, it's not. It's probably not a good thing for me. No, you know what I mean? <laughs> that means I would have died in like the next four months. Um, but I, yeah, I used to think traditional. You know, I'll try to do some funny shit before I die. Do some like recordings and like some fart gags and and like <laughs> and because uh, I've heard people say that when you mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Go to a funeral or viewing and it's an open casket that it's... um, it's somehow like cathartic and therapeutic and helps you with closure, like seeing that person the last time. Um, but my, my father died like sort of recently, about a year and a half ago. And um, I was in the waiting room and mm. everyone's like, Brian, please go say goodbye to your dad. I was like, I don't want to see him. And everybody is like, mate, I'm telling you from experience, like, it's better to, to just see him and say your goodbyes and to picture like what he looks like and shit. They finally coaxed me out there and like I looked at him and I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking terrible. What's everybody talking about? It's the, it's the worst thing. Like even like to this day, I like, how is that possibly closure? Like I, I could like have a memory of my dad like throwing a baseball with me. Well, yeah, he never like fucking never. Was that, he but... not conscious then at this point? No, he's very dead. No, he was dead. Oh, he's yeah. dead. Sorry, I thought I thought it was like uh, he was going in to say goodbye before. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. The, wait, the waiting room for the funeral. Yeah, sorry. Yes, the waiting sorry, room yeah. for the funeral. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm on my sixth pint of a uh, Aldi's Taurus cider. Um, of course. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah, and uh, so I saw him, and and um, yeah, it's like now when I think of my dad, I think of that like awful picture so i don't know mm. how that could possibly be cathartic for for anyone so i don't know seal me up you know crush me up and cremate me just i don't want people looking at me or <laughs> or i i thought this before like just put me out there bare bones like open casket and just um and invite like all of the people that i've done wrong over the years you know and well, like to do what like spit on you yeah, because I think that would make me feel better. Because I've, I've done a lot of shitty things to people over the years. Mostly when I was really? in Philly. Well, when I was in Philly, I was just a shitty person. But just knowing that, like, if I died, like, some guy who's, like... We've all done shitty things, though, and you learn from them, and then you're allowed to give yourself a second chance, mate. You know, give yourself a nice funeral. There's yeah. going to be people there who, I'm guessing your fiancé will want to... Uh celebrate you she's i completely disagree i think have the spit-a-thon it sounds like a laugh right yeah fuck it i'll come and give give you a big spit (laughs) yeah i don't really um i I probably give myself more breaks than i'm letting on now i I just don't feel like i'm important enough to have like a good funeral so you mentioned the idea of some like pre-records of your funeral like fart gags and stuff is this just a good opportunity for you to uh play your back catalog like what do you have in mind specifically (laughs) My second record basically just sounds like the the funeral of an insane person. So <laughs> I, it's more just an opportunity to play music for my mom. Like, just so she actually, like, hears my music. I, I've been sending her shit for 15 years, and she mm. wouldn't be able to tell you one of my songs. What music is your mom into? <laughs> She's into, like, sort of mainstream, like, pop punk. <laughs> well, really I, what? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I can't remember the name of the band, but... Last time I visited her, she it's the first time she ever shared a CD with me. She was like, put a CD in the thing. She's like, listen to this. And it was like one of those like, tonight we are young. One of those things. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, cool. 
But there's nothing I can do to convince anyone in my family that I'm, even if I became a billionaire, that I'm any sort of a success, you know? Because it's taken so long to get to this point, they're just they're very used to me being sort of the, the black sheep. So They don't feel like that's just the way to motivate you best to keep going, is to uh, not give you that pat on the back. Well, it's working, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> my, my hometown did a, um, they have this like 4th of July parade every year. And my hometown's famous guy is this guy named Winston Bird. And he was like a trumpet player that played um, with Winston, I think it was Winston, or Winton Marsalis, whatever his name is, yeah. jazz guy. He played with him for like five minutes in 2003. And they like, um, they put him on the back of like a convertible Ferrari and parade him down the street. And I was actually wow. just saying this like a couple of days ago to my mom. I was like, I'm not like I don't care that I'm not getting recognition from my hometown or my own family, but it's like <laughs> I sell out thousands of seats. It's like this guy played six notes on a record 17 years ago. What the fuck is going on, mate? You need to go back there and claim your ownership of that. But you you could be the mayor if they knew what was going on in Manchester. I've I I've actually have under an alias um, emailed my local papers from here. Really? Okay, just see what that guy Brian's doing. He grew up in Winona. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> they never get back to me Good. either. One time somebody did. Um, that's hilarious. Good. That's very good honesty. Not many people are as honest as that. Brian, we need to talk about the wake at your funeral. I know you've said you just want to be crushed up and cremated, but you know, let's imagine me and Sam are going to be at the wake and important people are going to be there. What kind of party are you going to lay on for us? I don't know. I was thinking maybe like jello shots off the belly, off my cold yeah. belly. I'm up for that. Yeah. I did want to do one of those things where you you kind of set the scene. You know, we see that, like, it'd just be like some old lady with, like, the, the mink stole sitting at her own funeral with a martini glass kind of thing. Something like that that really captures, like, my essence. It would be like like me walking into a pawn shop with an amplifier or something. <laughs> so, like, yeah, <laughs> create some kind of, like, theatrical scene. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. Or me at a bank crying or something like. The wake is the thing where you go and look at the dead person, right? If you choose, if you choose to, sometimes that sometimes the person has been has been kind of um, put behind the curtains, and the wake is just the kind of party, the after party. But uh, you can definitely have your body there if you so choose. It's where you get the the shitty sandwiches. That's what it is. Yeah, I do remember the sandwiches now. It's always like white bread with the no no crust on it for some reason. Yeah, I mean, re- realistically, will it be will it be back in uh, your hometown you were talking about before? I think about this all the time, and I think like <laughs> probably has something to do with what I was just talking to you about. But I do have this thing with me now, like, hey man, if I die, fuck America. Like th- this is the country that's uh, put me where I am, and all my great friends and my fiance and stuff. Obviously, my family will have to fly over. But I think if I die, I'm not even sure what the legalities of it. Like, if I die, am I allowed to be buried in Manchester? Yeah, you're you're a European citizen, so I think so. Yeah, maybe because your passport, you'll have to be buried in, like, Rome or somewhere. (laughs) Oh, man. Do you know that Mark Twain quote about Manchester? Um, I'm not sure I do. I don't know what what Manchester did to piss Mark Twain off of fucking Huckleberry Finn fame, but he said, if I would like to live in Manchester, England, the transition between Manchester and death would be unnoticeable. 
<laughs> nice. Who was it that said that all things being equal, I'd rather be in Philadelphia or something like that? That was Will Smith. That's who it was. It was Will Smith. Yeah. That's right. Philadelphia is just a cheese here. Okay, when I first moved here, the fucking torture I got. That's why I stopped telling people I'm from Philadelphia. I say New Jersey now. Sorry. But now when I say that, it's just like, yeah, Bruce, yeah. But like, <laughs> I'd be like in the back of the castle and somebody would be like, hey, man, where are you from? Uh, Philadelphia. And then like four girls would be like, West Philadelphia, born and raised. That was like three years of that. It's literally the only reference point we've got. We, we know nothing about Philadelphia other than I love Philly cheesesteak sandwiches, if that counts for anything. I'm, I'm thinking about opening a cheesesteak place. That, I was actually trying to do that this year in Manchester. Mm. Um, who's going to be allowed at your funeral and who's not going to be allowed? See, being like an artist, mm. it is a good, it's a good opportunity to do something like theatrical and strange and, and make, make a point out of my death and make, mm. make a show out of it, I think. Like, maybe invite no one except for like the person that killed me. I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming I'm going to be murdered. It's a poetic way to die being murdered, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like to be murdered when I'm about 80 because then you're like, <laughs> you've still had a good innings, but you're still a pretty cool way to go and you don't have to just like piss yourself in an old folks home for the, yeah. old, you know, six more years. That would be pretty sweet. I brought, I brought that up a few times how I would like to be murdered. Not, not like that. <laughs> not like I can't wait to be murdered. That I expect to be murdered. And every time I bring it up, like people that know me are like, yeah, like nobody fights me on it. Like I'm, it's like yeah yeah that's that's how you're gonna go but what is the assumption based on though what what evidence do you have to suggest that murdering is is the most likely likely death i think it's just because i obviously have a very pessimistic view of my health and my reality and maybe have a bit of paranoia so um i add all those things up and then just like I was saying, feeling a little bit guilty about my past in Philly. And I'm just like, you add all of those things up. The likelihood is I'm going to get, I'm probably going to get murdered. Or the, the person that's going to be at my funeral is going to be like my Coke dealer. <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll be really upset that you're dead, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. That's his kid's college tuition gone. Yeah. Um, Brian, this has been really fun. I have to ask you a couple of last questions before we leave it. A very important one, because this will be in the title of the episode. What do you want written on your gravestone? Oh, fuck. See, I thought I was being clever by... I told my fiancé that I wasn't going to read any of the questions you guys sent. All right. There you go. That (laughs) fucked it. Well, then you have to go with the first (laughs) thing that comes to your head, then. So, BC Camp Light... Or, no, that's not my name. Brian Cristinzio. They'd probably just say something like, go fuck yourself, I think. That's perfect. good. Beautiful. Absolutely perfect. And yeah. how, do you want to be, how do you want to be remembered, Brian? I would like to be remembered as, uh, you know, artistically. I want to be remembered as, as somebody that didn't give a shit about trends or fucking, what do you, scenes and all that yeah. stuff. Somebody that... Uh, God, not not to sound like a seventies like cop show, but somebody that like played by his own rules. Bit of a <laughs> yeah, bit of a maverick. maverick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I I don't think I'm stretching the truth too much. 
but thinking that's the way I feel about myself. So, yeah, it'd be good to be remembered like that. Even if people think I'm a prick, at least I, I want people to be like, well, he was, he was a unique prick. Yeah. He was a maverick prick, one of the yeah. great pricks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's really cool. Uh, Brian, thanks so much for coming on the show. Now, you've mentioned a few of your albums and stuff, but for any audience members who haven't heard any of it, tell them where to find your stuff, plug anything you want, go for your life. Um, where do you buy music? Wherever you buy music. Uh, my new, my well, my record that was out this year, it's called Shortly After Takeoff. And... Um, I've been, and that's under BC Camplight, right? Yeah, that's BC Camplight. I'm still like I'm. I've, they've been counting down the Guardian website top fifty albums of the year, and they're at eight now. And like I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to make this fucking list. And Selena Gomez is on there, <laughs> so maybe we'll know, maybe we'll know by the time this goes out. But um, so uh, yeah, I have shows coming up in the summer, lots of big ones. So just just check it out, Google it. We'll we'll, we'll come and see him. I've been listening to the album; it's great. Thanks, man. Uh, okay, guys uh, home, please do follow us on Instagram at Pod It's Your Funeral. Also, subscribe to us, drop us a comment and a rating in Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening to us. And do once again send us any of your funny funeral or death stories to Pod It's Your Funeral at gmail.com. Also, follow at Bomb Cruise on Instagram and have a listen to my other podcast, Almost Famous. And we'll be back next time with another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.